Yo, what's going on, baby? Nate Kennedy, The New Money Podcast, episode 11, how this 19-year-old grew a personal finance following over 224,000 people. How are y'all doing, man? If you noticed, I got a new mic, so it sounds a little bit better. I haven't shut up about it, won't stop talking about it to my family, so I had to tell y'all, but today we got a beauty for you. I interviewed Ethan Lang, who runs an Instagram page called Making Sense of Finance. It's really awesome. He puts out great stuff. And I was so fascinated with his story that I had to get him on the pod. And we talk about a lot. And I learned so, so much from this guy. Uh, So it's a really, really fun interview. Just really quick, I am going to start releasing interviews on Wednesday and my regular sort of episodes on Sunday for the foreseeable future. You know, give you guys a little bit of a switch up, a little bit of, you know, a break from my voice. (laughs) Um, But uh, I'm really excited to, you know, take this thing to the next level, pump it up, uh, get some more content out there. But enough about me babbling on. Let's just dive on into it, baby. Ethan, how's it going, brother? It's It's going really good. Crazy time out here, eh? It's it's crazy. It's a good opportunity, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah, a lot of lot of opportunity there, a lot of opportunity. There. But basically, Ethan here is uh, he runs a Instagram page. Well, what is the uh, name? Of Making sense of finance. Making sense of finance, and just so everyone knows, it's C E N T S, not sense. It's sense. It's a pun there, so a lot of people don't get that from the beginning. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's what caught my eye, actually. You know, that, that's what caught my <laughs> eye. So, um, you know, with growing this podcast, I, I came across his profile. Uh, and uh, Ethan and I start to get to know each other, and the guy's story is really, really cool, so I wanted to have him on the pod, just jump on, so we're just going to dive into it, but really quick before we kind of get into all the nitty-gritty, just, just tell them about yourself, you know, where you're from, what you do, what you're about, and, and we'll kind of just go from there. Sounds good. So um, my name is Ethan Lang. I'm 19 years old, and basically in short, I just love learning and teaching personal finance and investing, so kind of how I got started was... When I was 15 or 16, I was at a fast food restaurant with my dad, and he told me that I could invest in a company that my mom actually worked for. And I just thought that was crazy. And at that point, he started a little investment account for me. And from there, it just took off. I learned everything I could, started investing. Of course, I made some mistakes along the way, but it was awesome to kind of have that hands-on approach. And from there, after about six to 12 months, um, some of my friends started catching on and they were really intrigued and wanted to learn about it. So I started teaching them. And then at that point I was like, well, let's just take this digital. Let's make a website, make an Instagram and just start putting out content. So, and from there, that's basically all she wrote. Right, right, right. So, so with investing, were you, were you stock picking? Were you going long-term? What was your sort of did you dip your toe in everything? Did you short? Yeah, in, in the beginning, it was it was everything. You know, now my approach is is long term, but in the beginning, I kind of um, picked a few stocks that I thought were good companies. And you know, when you're young, you're kind of young and dumb, so make some dumb mistakes. You know, I I got into the whole day trading thing, and you know, like like a lot of people do, but I think that's kind of just the process of of learning, learning the right way. So for sure, for sure, for sure. And I, yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting you kind of, it's such a crazy world. And I, and I find uh, when you're starting out, it's, it's incredibly daunting for, for people around our age. Like it's there's just so much, like there's so much to, to personal finance. Yeah. It's not just investing, investing is like the, the kind of like later on thing. It's, there's a lot 
even with budgeting and, and uh, insurance and bills and all just managing cash flow and things like that. So it's uh, it's I, whenever I see somebody who's just as interested, if not more interested than I am at this age, it, it, I have to like jump on it, you know. Um, <laughs> so so you got the page. Do you, do you run any other businesses? Like what what are you kind of working on right now? Um, so a lot of it is just trying to grow, making sense of finance. So started a YouTube, um, possibly getting on TikTok pretty soon. Um, have Twitter. So kind of trying to grow that. Um, I do some freelance work with social media just because like I live in a local town with 20 to 30,000 people, depending if college is in session. So in that small town, when you have um, an audience the size I do, you know, people take notice. So I do some freelance work for some people for just social media marketing stuff, but that's about it for right now. Doubling down on the page then. Yeah. And so how, so, I mean, I'm just so fascinated by this, man. So, <laughs> so how many followers do you have? You have what, a quarter of a million almost? Um, yeah. 224,000, I think it is right now. So you start up on Instagram, you're just kind of like figuring it out. Is there like a books that you read or like what sort of guided you? Did you find a strategy and you just pounded it down? Like don't take me through that sort of process. Well, I would say the main thing was putting a lot of work into learning, but also just taking action. Like I think the best thing for me was I was kind of one of the first like finance oriented, like infographic kind of the style of stuff that I make. There's a lot now, but I started in 2018. So that would have been a little earlier and there was, there was business pages, but there wasn't too many finance pages. Right. And I think the main thing that helped my growth was I was just posting a ton. Like in the beginning it was five times a day. So you know, it was a lot of work, but kind of learning on the way. Why was that five times a day? Was that was there a reason behind that number? What uh... um, there wasn't there wasn't necessarily a reason behind that number, but it was kind of the strategy to where I wanted to get on the explore page because that's how most of these accounts grow. And to get on the explore page, the more you post, the more likely you are to get on the explore page. So. My strategy was make good content, make as much of it as possible, and people will start to see it. So, and there were strategies I learned along the way. I mean, I would shout out other pages and they would shout at me, you know, similar size stuff like that and doing collaboration posts with other accounts and kind of getting my name out there in other places to kind of bring some followers back in. So, so speaking of me, so I'm trying to find that sort of consistency thing, like do this every day. And just keep it up and so like i've been posting every day um and at first it took me uh so long to do that because a lot of my posts i'm talking and so like mm -hmm. the first thing that goes to your head is god i don't want to be annoying right and you kind of have to you kind of have to throw that out the window and be like okay it's not yeah. about and so i kind of was like okay okay and i'm still like i'm i'm fresh right i'm not nearly as you know seasoned as you are and for somebody that um wants to wants to be consistent and doesn't mind posting every day but they don't want to exhaust their audience which is literally me i, I don't want to exhaust you know people that are listening to mm -hmm. this but I, at the same time i want to grow like viciously so so what would you kind of say to that well i think the main thing is it's kind of surprising but unless someone has post notifications on for your page they even if they follow you they don't always see all of your posts right. you know so even if you're posting like right now i'm posting about three times a day some of my audience will only see one of the posts, you know, and if you only post one time a day, there's a possibility that they won't see any at all, you know, and the crazy thing is, 
I've never got a comment to me saying, Hey, you should post less. You know, it's always, Oh, I'd like to see more of this. I would like to see more of this, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think the best way is, you know, to find a good number that fits you. So like for me right now, it's three and, um, might be going up to four doing some IGT videos, stuff like that. But I think the main thing is just staying consistent. So. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, and you know, I, I've seen like, do you, do you follow Gary V? Yeah. 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 So he, he's like, if you're not, he's like, you're not going 10 times a day. Like what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, all right. All right. And that's good. That's good. And yeah, I'll, uh, I'll definitely consider that. Um, but, uh, I mean, with, when you were starting out, obviously, you know, we're young and, and there's a lot of, we got a lot of runway ahead of us in terms of what we want mm-hmm. to do. And I'm sure you're a lifelong learner type, as am I. You know, how did you navigate um, imposter syndrome? Like, you know, we're so young. Like, what do we know? Self, you know what I mean? With with my audience, um, I really come from, I, I try my best to come from a place of, hey, listen, I'm learning. These are some things that I've seen. Let's grow together sort of thing. But, you know, how, how did you kind of navigate that? Did, do you ever get pushback because of your age? Like, t- take, take me through that. Um, I would say a little bit, but I think the main thing is like you kind of said, if you're really honest about it and you're like, Hey, I don't know everything, but I'm trying to learn and you'll kind of see that. Right. Um, I think it do, did two things for my audience really well. First, since I'm new to learning it, it's easier for me to explain it in a simple way. Like I know yeah. you'll probably see this, but let's say you learn something mm-hmm. about investing or personal finance and you're reading about it and trying to learn about it. It seems so confusing. It's really daunting. But once you learn it, you get it and you can kind of figure out an easier way to explain it. And then that's really what I've been able to do to my audience is, you know, things that are decently complex and explain them in just a simple manner. And I think that's one thing that's actually really helped me. But um, yeah, kind of as you said before, um, there's been a little bit of pushback of like, hey, what do you know? You're just a college kid. You don't even have a degree yet. You don't have any certifications. (laughs) But I think coming from the standpoint, like Gary Vee says sometimes, show them that side. Show them that you're learning and that it's kind of your process. So For sure. That's awesome. What, what was it about Instagram that, um, you know, drew you in? Like, you know, you see, you know, Facebook's got a great, you can grow a lot on Facebook. You can grow a lot on, on TikTok now and, and different platforms, Pinterest. I, like, there's, you, can, you can make a following Reddit anywhere sort of thing. So what, what was it that... Um, inspired you to go towards Instagram and, and what was it that inspired you to um, do infographics versus like you speaking and kind of talking and things like that. So to take me through that. So I would say in the beginning, um, I, I started an Instagram and I had a website. So those were kind of my two things in the beginning. But I think the reason I chose Instagram was just because it was what I knew. Like, there was nothing, there was no other platform. Like I knew about Facebook and I knew about this stuff, but Instagram was a platform that I used like for my personal account. And I just kind of understood it. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm an 18 year old. I have to understand Instagram, like at least decently well compared to most people. So I just kind of started there. And then when I started, I saw all these other accounts with, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers that were kind of doing what I was planning on doing, but in a different sense. And I was like, okay, this is possible. So I just started. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. That makes a lot of sense. So, and here's another question too. And, and I, I swear, with social media, I always come back to Gary Vee and a lot of things that he's yeah. Whole truth. 
you know, he talks about kind of how you have to be everywhere, right, at some capacity. And so I'm a big believer in um, optionality can be kind of a killer if, if, you're, too, if you're spread too thin. Um, mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm, I'm really trying to focus on Instagram because I feel like there's a lot of people that I, I want to get the message out to uh, on it. Um, but I also see TikTok rolling up and people talking about, you know, it's under uh, the uh, underpriced, like the reach. You can get crazy reach if you're on it. So I'm posting on that. And now I'm trying to stay on Facebook because Facebook's such a giant in itself. So I'm kind of in this crossroads of, you know, I, and at YouTube, like I want to start on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I know. On all these platforms and I want to give it everything. But it's like, like part of me is like, hey, just, just crush Instagram and then move to the next one. Right. But yeah. Tell me about that, man. Tell me about that. Um, so yeah, I would say like the principle that I kind of use in the beginning was like, I just went all in on Instagram. So yeah, you hear all these things about, you know, you need to go on a ton of platforms, but the nice thing for me now is since I have this following on Instagram, you know, like right now my YouTube has say 4,000 subscribers, which, which is a decent number, like for sure. But, um, that would have been a lot harder to do if I couldn't put swipe up stories to all my YouTube videos on Instagram, you know, or like I put one story up that I'm going to start on TikTok soon, you know, and then you get a certain amount of followers or you say, Hey, follow my Twitter page and you get followers there. So I think, I think it's good to start on multiple platforms, but I think there has to be one platform that you're really going to go all in on because if you just have a ton of platforms with not that much following, it's going to be hard to kind of grow those other platforms. Right, right, right. And that's great. You know, you, you build up, you put all your energy in one and then you and you spread it out, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so are you, you're, so you said you're still posting three times a day on Instagram. It, do you have any sort of automation or is it just, you just grind and you just get it in every day? Um, so actually I do have an automation I use, it's called Affy post. A lot of people, there's some other things like buffer and later, but that's just the one that, um, I started using. I found that really helps because then, you know, if it's a Sunday, I can just make 21 posts for the week and then schedule them all out, have my caption. And I feel like it works better and it's better for my audience because using the automation, since we're automatically posting, I don't forget. And the audience is actually getting the posts that they want. Right. And with, with Instagram specifically, you know, I've, I've read up, um, they're really tight and with respect to their guidelines. Um, when I started out and I started following people, I kept getting banned. Um, I kept getting, oh, following too many people, you're engaging too much or something like that. Um, and I used to, on my personal profile, I used to have like an unfollowers app. You could see who unfollows me and stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm scared to death to use anything like that because I don't want to, uh, compromise my page any further. Right. And so from your perspective, uh, how do you navigate Instagram sort of restrictions while still building in that sort of automation? Um, so I'd say you gotta be smart. Like, um, if you're copying too many posts, for example, of other people's, they can, um, they can basically not, not sue you, but they can, um, they can put out, um, something to where your account could get shadow banned for a little bit. So you got to be careful on a lot of those things in the sense where, you know, shadow banning is a big deal where you can lose a lot of followers and kind of stunt your growth for a little bit. If you make mistakes, you got to be careful with it, but I don't focus on it too much because um, the automation, especially on auto posting is about the only thing I use. I don't really use um, follower apps or anything like that. So. Right, 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 right. So uh, 
and you know, I'm learning so much just speaking with you, man. I think we're, we're like 15 minutes in. I, I feel like I've learned so much. So yeah. Uh, so when you were growing over this over these past two years, you know, was it can, was it a gradual climb or were you growing and then you boom, you had a day where something took off and and you just rode that wave? Yeah. So it was slow in the beginning for sure. It probably took me say three three months, maybe four months to hit a thousand followers, you know, it, so it seems kind of crazy that it took three months for me to hit a thousand followers. And then it took me four days to get the next thousand. Wow. Really? So yes. So then at a time when I hit about, I'd say 50 K to 100 K was about 750 to 1,200 followers a day. I was gaining at that point. What the hell? Like, what were you, what were you doing? Like, how did, how did you well, get there? And that's the thing is, you know, kind of once you catch that, um, catch that drift and yeah. the growth starts happening, as long as you're posting consistently, you know, using good hashtags, um, stuff like that, engaging with your audience and posting like quality content, like that growth would just, would just keep going. Cause Instagram sees like, Hey, a lot of people are following this page, you know, they're liking it. So let's show it to more people. And then more people like it, more people follow it. And that's kind of how that growth just skyrockets. Wow. Yeah. And I, you know, it's, it's crazy to me because I, I have my sort of plan uh, of, of where I'm kind of trying to take this thing. And, uh, you know, I, 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 that's, that's really cool to hear because I'm thinking like, damn, I want to get to like this number, uh, for example, or if I'm mm-hmm. this metric, I want to have this amount of downloads per uh, a month, uh, you know, it's going to have to be gradual, but, and then there's part of me like, damn, what if one thing just pops off and I just, you know what I mean? So yeah, that's, that's really cool. It's really interesting. You know, did you always have you like, are you one of those guys that just never misses or like in the beginning, did you kind of, um, fall off a bit and have to get back up or was it just a, like, you were just always on it? Um, yeah, there were for sure times that I kind of, you know, whether it was forgot about it or, um, kind of was getting lazy, you know, um, I just forget to post and then, you know, growth would lag a little bit for sure. And even, even recently, I like, let's say a couple months ago, I was only posting like one time a day and my growth kind of slowed. And I was wondering like, Hey, why? But you know, it's really like, if you're not making your content better every day, or if you're not changing something to make it better on your page, like other pages are doing that then. Like if you're not making your content better, other pages are. And ultimately you're going to kind of lose that, lose that growth. Yeah. 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 So it's kind of a, a treadmill. So to speak. you just got to keep running. And yeah. Keep running, you're going to fall behind pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. Now you're, you're transitioning into YouTube. You, you've got your sort of freelancing things. Like, tell me, tell me a little bit about yourself. I feel like I've just been talking about Instagram the whole time. So tell me about a little bit about you, man. And, and, uh, your, you know, what you do, school, you go to everything. Just tell, tell me. Um, so I live in Kansas and I actually go to the local college, um, in our town. So I'm getting a dual major in finance and accounting. So that's really good, especially, um, for my future. Cause I plan on being a financial advisor actually. Awesome. So that's kind of my, that's kind of my plan with everything. You know, I just love teaching people finance and I would love to help, help better people's lives in regard to finances. And, you know, this page kind of all started because of that, you know? I wanted to kind of teach people and, you know, become a financial advisor someday. And I saw this as like the only thing I could do to really um, help my future, 
you know, cause I can't start being a financial advisor, you know, until I graduate college or get my licenses. So I was thinking, Hey, why don't I just start now and kind of build this up for my future? So that's awesome. Man. You know, one thing I think about too is, you know, how, I guess social media is probably going to be around for a very long time, but I wonder mm-hmm. these platforms popping up when, like how long, what's, what's the, what's the, the runway ahead of it, right? Like how yeah. long, you have sort of thing. So do you ever think about that? Um, you know, you talked about how this this can definitely fuel and it's obviously taught you a, a, a lot about personal finance in general. Do you think it's a stepping stone or do you think you would you'd see yourself just focusing on the sort of uh, social media, internet presence sort of thing? Um, yeah, I mean, I would love to just keep doing what I'm doing and teaching people about finance. You know, I love it so much. And, you know, you kind of see, you really do have to transfer to the new platforms, you know, kind of as they come out. Um, Cause you see like all these kind of micro celebrities right now that like were famous on Vine way back in the day, you know? Yeah. And, and then they switched over to Instagram and then they moved over to YouTube. And now they're like every single platform they're famous, but you notice they got famous on one platform and did a really smart job of, you know, transferring that audience onto new platforms. So I think that's kind of the main thing is, you know, you got to grow your audience. But then, like I said, with the content, if you're not producing better content, your growth is going to slow. But if you also don't keep moving with where the social media industry and where the internet's going, you know, you're going to fall behind too. You got to evolve. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you see see guys like like King Batch and Brittany Furland and all. I remember. Yeah. And then They've got like they're on TikTok and on YouTube, millions of like it's crazy. So yeah, it's that I guess you know definitely being strategic, um, and, you know, seeing the writing on the wall and 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 you know pivoting. It's just like business, I, I'd imagine. So do you have have you had any sort of uh, entrepreneurial um, endeavors other than uh, this 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 page? Maybe like a side project, a side hustle, or something like that. Um, you know. Like in high school, I had like a little like mowing landscaping business that I started. Right. Um, you know, when I st- it was like my freshman year of high school, and it like absolutely failed. You know, because I wasn't charging enough. Like I thought, you know, you know, like minimum wage is like seven dollars an hour, but I was like, gosh, if I'm making five dollars an hour, that's great. You know, and I was, I was barely barely covering costs. You know, so it was like, but you know, it taught me a lot about business. You know, kind of learning from from those experiences and stuff like that, but. Um, as of right now, you know, it's really making sense of finance and doing some freelance work for social media. So there's a few other things I've looked into, like potentially with some of my buddies creating like a financial planning type app in a way, like kind of like, a, I don't know if you guys have Mint. Do you use Mint? Like I, I love Mint. I use it uh, religiously. So we're trying to kind of, you know upgrade, like have a Mint in a, in a way, but kind of upgrade it to where someone could see like, put all their accounts in and be like, Hey, what's, what's the next step you should take? Like, you know, there's all these people that are like, Hey, I want to start investing, but it's like, Hey, you have $5,000 in credit card debt. Like yeah, you can make 20% on your return by paying off your credit card debt. And, you know, kind of an app like that, where you can put everything in and it'll kind of give you what you need to be doing, you know? Right. So, you know, and that's, that's a big thing then, because, you know, I like to think of it as a, as a pyramid, right? You got to get your foundation. You got to make sure your, your budgeting is okay. You got to have your emergency fund, just like Dave Ramsey, all those guys, and then, you know, pay down your immediate debt. And, and so it's, it, you, you can't jump to the top before having those sort of things. So yeah, 
a sort of automated coach, so to speak, kind of be like, hey, exactly. let's, let's make that move in a few months when you're, when you're good, you know, that's, that's a really, that's really, really cool, man. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I've, I mean, I've, I've had a few business ventures too that just like, man, just like <laughs> in the toilet, you know, and it, yeah. it same thing, man, it, it teaches you so much um, and it's incredibly valuable, not profitable, but valuable. Yeah. Uh, so it's, uh, it, that's really interesting, man. So, you know, how has this, you know, whole situation, as unfortunate as it is, uh, affected making sense of finance and uh, your sort of endeavors and everything? Well, to be honest, I'd actually say it's, it's helped, actually, you know, because now I'm, I'm back from college, you know, classes are online. And um, first off, I have more family time, you know, I'm living at home now. So, you know, costs are lower. So oh, that's a great thing. So can put more money into the business. But on top of that, you know, I've had a lot more free time. So I can really focus on getting consistent on YouTube and working on some of those other platforms and kind of doing some of the things that I had ideas about, but never really started back up on. You know, that's, that's, that's something, man. And it's been, you know, a lot of more family time. And honestly, like, I talked about it in the last uh, episode I did the interview, actually, you know, there's, a, there's different ways of looking at it. And so for me, I've really tried to be opportunistic and, and really try to focus on this thing. And it's, it's actually helped um, as well, just being able to focus on it more. And uh, it, it gives, it gives a sense of fulfillment, you know, at the end of the day, when, when you've done what you need to do. Yeah, I, I definitely feel in the beginning that it was, you know, you kind of felt just I mean, for me, anyway, I felt like just lost, like my routine was out the door. Um, I was adjusting and I was kind of like, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, like it, it was it's so much easier now to be lazy. You know, there's a huge opportunity present, but, you know, it's easy when your bed is 10 feet away from your office, yep. you know. Yeah. It's, it's hard to stay productive and consistent, but, you know, it's just kind of finding new habits and new routines and kind of getting yourself in, in that situation so you can stay productive and keep working and getting done what you need to get done. Sure. So with respect to your work routine, um, you know, how has that changed and how has, how has your audience actually perceived uh, your content? Have you noticed anything different? Um, yeah, you know, you notice like um, there's, there's a lot with, you know, what's going on right now and, what the outcome is going to be and what's going to happen within the next three months. And I think the main thing is like, you know, you talk about investing and you're like, Hey guys, over the long term, you know, you could return 7% after inflation or whatever numbers you want to give. And the audience is like, you know, there's no way that's going to happen. Look at the market right now. You know, we're all doomed, like whatever it is. And, you know, it's kind of tough and I've tried to do it through my posts, but you've got to show people that like, this isn't the first time that a market correction has happened. You know, it happened in 2008 and, you know, everyone says it's different every crash, but it's kind of weird how it plays out. Cause you know, every crash is a little bit different, but they're all the same, you know, like in, in 2008, it was like, you know, the real estate market's done. Like we've never had a crash that, you know, was about the real estate market. So, you know, we're done for here or, you know, the tech bubble, they're like, all these tech companies are crashing. You know, this is different than any crash before. And this one's the same thing. And, you know, it's 
presented a huge buying opportunity in like travel sectors and and stuff like that. And you can take it two ways. You know, it is it is a lot riskier investing in the market now, but there's also a huge opportunity for gain within the next two to three years that could really push a lot of people forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think that's just human nature with respect to no, this is different. No, 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 this is different. Right here. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, 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 no, this has never happened before. And, you know, I, I don't mean to discredit what's going on because obviously it's unprecedented. Um, oh, yeah. But bad times, you know, down times are like have happened before. And so I find that, you know, it's I don't condemn people for what they're doing with their time. But at the same time to to complain and to be nihilistic and say there's no point mm-hmm. in it and, and kind of just give up um, on life because of, of this is it's unfortunate. And I hope that a lot of people sort of come around and have more of that positive outlook. Uh, yeah, it's it's so hard to I, and I try, you know, I'm, I'm talking about investing and stuff like that. It's so hard for people who are just getting started to see over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you and I probably read a ton about long-term investing, you know, having the wherewithal to ride it for the good and the bad. And, and yeah. like, you know, if I was just getting started, I'm like, Jesus, like, I don't have that ingrained in me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's definitely hard. And so again, it's just sort of slowly talking about, okay, like pretty bad now, but it's actually just like, you know, if you were to buy something on sale, right. And, and that's kind of, yeah. The most this most simple way to say it, right? It, it will go back if you're buying the right sort of stuff. It's interesting, man. So, what would you say for just uh, the, uh, anybody really that's around our age? How can they uh, make the most out of this? How, what would you recommend? How- yeah. So, I mean, I actually made a post on Instagram a few weeks ago, and I talked about you know the lessons that we've learned from everything that's going on right now. And um, one of the first things I said was frugality like you know being frugal is gonna help someone get through this but i also said that being frugal over the past five previous years is giving some people huge opportunities so then i talked about you know having excess cash for investments and to be able to take advantage of these opportunities because the people that are living paycheck to paycheck you know it's going to be tough for them to get through this as is but the people that have been saving money and um, investing their money and have this extra cash now sitting around, like they can take advantage of this opportunity. But if I would say someone our age, you know, is just starting now, I would, my main focus would be saving, like just save as much money as you can. You know, if you can find a job and I know it's tough for a lot of people, but if you can find anything, like just start working, you know, save that money, have that income and, you know, use your stimulus check wisely and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Have you have you guys actually got it distributed? I've heard there's a lot of like back. Um, we we haven't yet. You know, everything's tough. Like, you know, there's a lot of people trying to apply for unemployment and just with technology and everything, our bandwidth we're having bandwidth issues and yeah. you know, our um what some websites are shutting down because there's so much traffic on them, you know, people trying to apply for unemployment, stuff like that. So yeah, stuff's stuff's kind of backed up right now, but you know, I'm I'm hopeful and optimistic um, that it'll all, it'll all work itself out. So sure, you know, I, I my friend told me something. I was actually chatting with a few buddies, and they were saying that uh, a huge problem that the United States has is a lot of people actually don't have banking uh, checking accounts. Or uh, is is that true? Like, uh, there's actually a good population that just doesn't 
have a checking and savings account? Um, I'm actually not for sure about that, but I know there's a lot of people that in the United States do not have a lot of money saved. I know there's a lot of people that I think there's studies that went on and they say 70, 74% of America lives paycheck to paycheck. And I think 58% of America doesn't have $1,000 saved. Yeah. Which is yeah. just some crazy numbers to think about. And it's really scary for, you know, events like this happening and you could be in so much better of a state and not be so nervous about what's coming up if you just had that emergency fund in place. Right. The emergency fund's the biggest thing. Just that little bit of uh, cushion. Um, and you know what? I'll be honest, man. I've looked at some of the numbers in Canada, dude. We're not that much better. I don't even think we're better. I think the numbers are just <laughs> start. And, you know, the most interesting thing, too, is those numbers are in every tax bracket. You know what I mean? It's, it's oh, yeah. Not just, you know, lower sort of income, lower middle income, you know, that live paycheck to paycheck. There's millionaires that literally live paycheck to paycheck. And yeah. people don't think, they think, okay, well, these people make so much money. It's like, it's going faster than they know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Which is, which is unfortunate. Um, and so that's why a lot of those numbers make a lot of sense. And so, again, tough to um, talk about that. You have to be very careful because you don't want to be like, I told you so. You should have had an emergency. Mm -hmm. I mean. So you, you really have yeah. to watch, you know, like this is a learning opportunity, you know, next time you should definitely, why it's important kind of thing. But yeah, definitely a huge learning on, on so many different facets. And sort of the last thing that I'll, I'll say about this is how have you personally uh, been taking this? I know you said you made a lot of opportunity, but for me and you, this is our first sort of downturn, right? Like we were yeah. really young in 08 and we were like, I don't like, when were you born? Like, oh, I was born in 01. So yeah, right. I was like seven. So how has um, your first recession been? Like, how did you how did you first process it? Well, it was kind of funny. A couple of years back, um, I was talking with friends. This were like 16, 17 or like, gosh, it'd be great. Like right after we're out of college or when we're in college and have some money saved up, like a little market correction happens. So, you know, we can we can um, get in on this amazing opportunity. And, you know, it kind of ironically has happened. And, you know, it's it's not the way I wanted it to happen at all. You know, it's it's a very sad thing, but you know you can look at the other side and look at the opportunity. And you know, I'm taking it really well so far. I'm, you know, the nice thing is with more education comes more confidence. And just from seeing how past market crashes have recovered, you know, I'm not nervous putting money in with the markets as unstable as they are. You know, right, right, right. Yeah, it's and you know it's it's crazy to. Um, even like this past week or last week, like what the hell? Like I saw some of the numbers that came out for you guys and I was like, yeah, like RIP, you know what I mean? But yeah, like just the Fed just, psh, and then next thing you know, it's, it's up like 12 or 30. I don't even know. Yeah. I didn't even look at it. So, um, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. Like Wall Street doesn't even know why we don't know why, like nobody knows why. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just there's so many mixed emotions and you're probably hearing so many different news reports about so many different things. And, you know, I, it's it's crazy right now. But but that's that's to also say that and kind of give a lesson towards focusing on the long term, because, you know, let's say you were trying to make these short day trades or swing trades and, you know, all your trend analysis can work, but 
you know, stuff like this happens and the market randomly goes up and it randomly goes down and there's so much volatility and it's difficult to make money in the short term. And I think that's, that's kind of the problem that a lot of people are having is, you know, people are saying, Hey, markets are cheap. So they invest, you know, the market might be down 25%. So they invest and then the market goes down another 5% and they sell out, yeah. you know, yeah. but if they can just see it at the long term and be like, Hey, the market's 25% down. If I hold this for three years and it recovers, you know, that's a huge return, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, kind of coming full circle, like what do you think is going to separate, you know, people that will be successful versus people who might not be like, well, what's that sort of, what's your it factor? Like the one thing that people that sets them apart? Um, you know, I, I, I would like to say hard work, but I would rather go with perseverance, you know, okay. because everyone can work hard, you know, yep. you know, there's days that I'm really productive and there's days I'm unproductive, but I think it's just consistency. Like you can, you can go hard for a week and start a budget and, you know, open an investment account, but if you're not consistent with it, nothing's going to happen, you know, saving, saving a hundred dollars a month is a big deal. Like it could be very beneficial, but if you only do it for two months, yep. you know, nothing good's going to come out of it. So I think, I think that the it factor, especially with where we're at right now is, you know, taking this opportunity and being consistent and perseverant through everything. So that's a great answer. I love that. Yeah. I, I feel like mine is definitely a consistency. Yeah. Just every single day, just being at it. Man, it's a really fun interview. Um, just just tell the people a little bit more about where they can find you. YouTube, Instagram, tell Making Sense of Finance. Tell, tell um, so Instagram is Making Sense of Finance. Um, Twitter is at Sense of Finance. Um, YouTube is Ethan Lang. And then um, TikTok's Making Sense of Finance as well. So, And, and then the website is www.makingsensefinance.com. Awesome. Awesome. And... Really quick, TikTok. Uh, have you started making videos yet? I have not started making videos yet. My plan is to make videos this week and start putting them out next week. So maybe maybe saying that on this podcast will keep me accountable. Cool. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, know I, I just started up. And you know what? You'll have fun, man. They're, it seems kind of silly at first, but it's actually like... Yeah. It's so, so fun. But Ethan, man, thank you so, so much for... Uh, jumping on. I really enjoyed. I learned so much from you and, and your story and stuff like that. Uh, so we'll definitely have to have you back sometime, man. I, I would love that. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks so much for letting me on. I mean, this was my first podcast being a guest or a host, you know, right. and I think it was monumental for me because now I'll love to do more podcasts in the future. I was really nervous coming into it, but I'm really excited with how it went. So dude, I'm, I'm, I'm a small fish, but someday, you know, <laughs> yeah. Very uh, nervous about, but dude, thank you so much for coming on. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll uh, stay in touch. Yeah, sounds good. Okay, take care, man. See ya. So, there you have it, guys. My interview with Ethan Lang. We talked about Instagram growth, social media presence, 
personal finance, the times. We talked about a lot. Uh, and again, I learned so, so much from it. Really, really enjoyed it. I'm going to have to have that kid back on it because he's a really good guy. But I hope you guys are enjoying the first few interviews that I did. Let me know any feedback that you have, any interesting things that you got from the interview. You can reach out to myself or Ethan, uh, Making Sense of Finance on Instagram. He's a really approachable guy. Any sort of questions you guys have for him, you can definitely shoot his way or shoot my way or whatever way you want to shoot. You know what I'm saying? So thank you guys so, so much for tuning in. And I'll be back on Sunday with regularly scheduled programming. I'm out this mother. Peace.